been here all year long. Have we really? We've literally been here the whole time. That is a clip of Shelley Regner from the movie Pitch Perfect. And she is our guest on Jeremiah Wonders today. And we had a lot of fun recording. What's up, everybody? Hope you are having a great start to your week. Hope this is finding you well. Sorry if I sound a little bit hoarse. Your boy is getting over a little bit of laryngitis. I I went to the doctor on Thursday. I lost my voice completely then. And I was actually editing this episode on my laptop while I was waiting to get some steroids for my throat. Yeah, your boy was on steroids and then had to go to Las Vegas to do Kill Tony and some stand-up shows. And it was a lot of fun. We had a great time there. And I want to thank everybody that came out to support and uh, got some CDs and stickers and some inflatable Watkins saxophones after the shows. Thank you for your your support of Death Squad and Kill Tony. And some Jeremiah Wonders people came out. They, uh, yeah, it was really cool. I think there's a helicopter over my place right now. I don't even know if you can hear that. But they're coming for me, guys. Oh, no. I'm recording this at midnight. Uh, right now. Um, sorry if this is getting to you a little bit later. I just was at Mitzi Shore's memorial at the comedy store. And it was, wow, what a memorable night. Uh, saw a lot of people that I grew up watching and uh, some comedy store legends from the past. Louis Anderson, Yakov Smirnoff, Bob Saget. So many, so many, Jimmy Walker. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like people, it's like you walked around the comedy store and, and you you saw, it was like you're looking at the headshots on the walls come to life. It was pretty special. I want to get into this episode. Um, I want to encourage you guys to keep sending in your letters for the kindness challenge. And it can really be anything, guys. I did something this week that was super simple. I was at the skate park with my buddy David Deary, and it was super hot out, and I bought water for for me and uh, uh, David and it was like and four other random strangers. And you would have looked at the way they looked at me; it was like I was giving them liquid gold. They were like, I don't know, I couldn't even describe it. It was such a simple thing, and the bottles of water—they're like a buck a piece. But but and I don't know; they just appreciated it so much. So I implore you to do something nice for a stranger. Send me a letter about it. Uh, let me know how that's improved in your life because it's been uh, improved my life by challenging myself to do something kind for somebody that I don't know. And uh, it's been really cool. want to get to the sponsors real quick. Bronxborn Pizza in Bend, Oregon. LA Speedweed. And, of course, Joe's Pizza. Check them out at Bronxborn Pizza, at Speedweed on Twitter, and uh, also at Joe's Pizza LA on Instagram. So thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Uh, this is this episode is a little bit different, okay? And I'm sorry this uh, if this intro is like a kind of space case. I'm trying to get this up, and uh, your boy's been tired. I'm stretching myself a little thin. It's probably why I, ha- I got that laryngitis on Thursday, so I got to get a little bit more rest. But basically... Um, this, this episode is, uh, she's not a comedian, Shelly's not a comedian, but I've known her for a long time, and she's super entertaining, and I think you guys will really get invested in this. Uh, she has a very cool story that she has to share um, of how she got involved with the Pitch Perfect movies, 
and how she's been singing and dancing since she was a kid. And my, you're going to hear uh, my uh, old theater geek uh, <laughs> drum boy come out, <laughs> my inner drama kid come out during this uh, because I really enjoyed singing with Shelly and, and just, uh, you know, talking about just pop culture stuff from the 90s <laughs> and everything. And some of my favorite call-ins of the show, we've had, we had some pretty interesting call-ins uh, to the show, some pretty big celebrities. So be on the lookout for that. And I'm also, uh, I'll be in San Francisco this weekend. And I'll be in San Francisco in a couple of weeks with uh, Pat Reagan and Joel Jimenez. And I think Malcolm Hatchett is also going to be on that show. So I'll keep you posted on that. But without further ado, I want to get into this episode with Shelly Regner. Thank you guys for the support. Reach out to me on social media at Jeremiah Standup or email me original music for this intro or kindness challenge letters at your boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. Love you guys. Without further ado, it's Shelly Regner on Jeremiah Wonders. I am so pumped for this right now. Woo! I'm with an old friend uh, and I'm very excited to introduce you to Shelly Regner on this show, everybody. What's up, everybody? I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, we were talking uh, before the podcast started of, of how we originally met and it was uh it was a term that I learned coming to LA and that was Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving. Oh yeah. yeah. I just had uh this past Thanksgiving my mother, dear mother I love who your mom. Jeremiah got to meet oh at one goodness. of our friends' weddings. Uh she sent the happy Friendsgiving napkin set. So it's still look, it's you know, still ringing years true. later. <laughs> yeah. It's still a thing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we got to we got to stuff our faces and uh show each other different YouTube videos <laughs> of uh our early sketch and singing videos <laughs> and things that we were trying to you know, launch off the ground. I love how starting off that's acceptable. <laughs> like <laughs> like as you get older people are like, "No, I'm not yeah. want to watch your YouTube right. video." Hi, nice to meet you. Here's Hi, nice my YouTube. YouTube. Here, look at this real quick. And people are like, "What do you, we're adults. Stop, <laughs> stop doing this. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm super excited to have you on the show. I um, uh, like a lot of listeners out there are fans of the Pitch Perfect movies, which uh, you have been in all three. All three. There's three of them. I cannot even believe. How weird is that? Just it turning into like a franchise. It's crazy. It really is. Because yeah. when you think of like a trilogy, of course, your mind immediately goes to like Lord of the Rings Star or Wars. Hangover. <laughs> the yeah. Hangover. One, two, I, and whenever three. Whenever I think of trilogies, I think you of think Hangover. Of the hangover. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I go straight to. Yeah. But I'm telling you, we, we shot the first Pitch Perfect seven years ago. It was 2011 wow. when we shot the first one. And how, how long had you been in Los Angeles whenever you shot that? I actually was not in Los Angeles the first Ooh, time I shot it. I was... Let's get into that story yeah. because I find this story pretty fascinating. It's actually. pretty crazy. I yeah. mean, I tell you, it was, it's definitely a story of the right place, right time, lucky and shooting seizing star. the right opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. I, had, uh, I had just graduated college. I went to Louisiana State University, so I partied my way through uh, theater school. <laughs> <laughs> and I had just graduated the spring of 2011. The film industry was booming in New Orleans at that mm -hmm. time. And unfortunately, not anymore. Atlanta's taken over. But at that time, a couple of years back, everything was coming down. All of the Los Angeles people were down there filming. And there was this movie that they were looking for singers to come in. It was actually an open call that they were having at 
my campus alma mater. So you just saw some breakdown on campuses, like show up if you're a singer. I literally got an email from the dean of our, you know, theater music school. And they were saying, look, they're having this open call if you guys want to come up. So I had graduated already, but I said, shoot, I guess alumni counts in the open call. So I went to sign up. There was about 70 names on the list. That's it for this, you know, unknown singing movie. And it went through about three weeks of audition callbacks. And they wanted to book me for one of the members of the girl group. Still, during that time, had no idea what anything, you know, they were talking about. They were spitting out, you know, vocabulary like deal memos and the costume is going to call you. And, you know, I knew what rehearsal was and I knew what a check meant. You know, (laughs) that's about it. Those are the two words I know in the industry at that point. You're going to pay me and I get to rehearse. I'm there. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah. So I got hired as a local on the first one and met everyone, you know, got hired on a Friday night, went to rehearsal Monday morning. The rest is history. And we made this movie. No one knew whether it would do well or not. Yeah. I had an inkling, you know, I was like, there's all these Hollywood people. This is really cool. Right. It's, it's a fun movie. At we're what having point, fun making like during it. filming, were you like, Oh, I think I'm in something legit. Like, I don't think I'm like, Oh, I'll uh, tell you at what point, uh, we were doing one of the, the big musical numbers mm-hmm. and, most of the time, you know, when you're filming low budget movies or any kind of movies, they have the, the handhelds or the, the camera operator that's, you know, has a fairly large camera. We had a crane with a crane and just, I mean, this camera and the crane system, you know, what is that? 600 grand, a million dollars? Who knows? Right. But I was just like, there is so much money in this one day of <laughs> filming. Like, I've only seen cranes and outside. I've never outside seen Outside working them. on the buildings downtown. <laughs> yeah. We're in the building and there's a crane in here and we're shooting a movie. I Mama, think- I made it. <laughs> exactly. Whenever you saw the crane, that was like. Exactly. Like the so Hollywood I think- actors, I don't care about, but the crane, that's legitimacy you, right there. I think that was the moment where I was like, whoa, something's going down. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. And the second one, uh, you, this this is what I like about you. Like you've always been like a go-getter and you've always been Thank you. Like good at self-promoting and just finding opportunities within opportunities and the second one you kind of reminded them like hey I'm I'm available right oh absolutely you know I was actually on uh, a traveling uh, live stage theater tour uh, when I got the call that they were making a sequel so I'm like in the middle of you know Kentucky going through to the next state in a van and I'm with five of my cast members in the show that we were doing at the time it was a 50 shades of gray parody musical but yeah it was just one of those things they called me you know again we never knew if the first movie would do well let alone if it would turn into a sequel or yeah. a franchise and so they called they said look we're doing it again we're do you want to be part of this i was like i can't believe you're asking me that question <laughs> yes absolutely yeah and we got to go back and film back in my hometown at that oh. point i had moved i moved to los angeles after the first one um had finished filming I came out here to visit, you know, all the girls and the friends. And I was like, look, I found an apartment. I found a roommate. And I'm just going to, I'm going to go check this Los Angeles thing out. Yeah. So at that point, it was nice. It was about two years later. And so I got to go back home and film and uh, leave. That's got to be a good feeling. Kinda it was going, great. I mean, how cool is that to see like some family and friends be like, I'm in, 
I'm in town to uh, shoot a little uh, movie. movie. It's a, a sequel to... And now to we have two cranes. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two cranes. Two cranes. We really made it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's an amazing feeling. I always tell people that it's the best of all worlds when I get to go do what I've always had the dream and passion to do and, you know, at the same and go home and visit all my family because yeah. that never matches up. You know, as a comedian, as an actor, you're always traveling. You're always leaving the people you love behind, you know, at home, wherever. So when you get to just go home and film or, you know, do your work and then be with everybody, it's incredible. Oh, it's so fun. When was, So how young were you whenever you started getting into singing and acting just like a little kid or oh, I was I, I've always been on stage my mom put me in dance classes when I was about four years old so I've always done the dance four years four old four years old man and I was actually a shy kid people don't ever believe me when I say that but I was really really shy I clung to the back of my mother's leg I didn't really talk that much and my sister I have an older sister she was the loud boisterous spotlight hog you know and so I kind of learned from her a little yeah. bit to kind of you know step out of the box um, but you know, my life has been filled with, I'm from Louisiana. We grew up in Mardi Gras. We grew up with football season. I grew up in dance. My life has been sequins and feathers <laughs> since I can remember. And, uh, you know, it, in school I grew up doing choir and the little like fourth and fifth grade talent shows. And so that's kind of where it all started. Do you remember what your teachers were like whenever you were in four year old dance classes? Oh my goodness. Southern, real Southern. You know, I think, you know what? They might, I think one of your teachers is actually calling in right now. It is. Look, where um, is she? Hello? Is this uh, Shelly's uh, uh, dance teacher from. Hi. Hi. Yes. Oh, I, I taught Shelly. My name is Jerese Grantham. I taught Shelly. <laughs> Jerese Grantham. Jerese Grantham. That is quite the name. She is. It's a real name, actually. She's actually. <laughs> I, I Shelly took from my studio uh, for about 12 years of her first life. I watched this girl grow up from a shy child to the tapping queen that she is today. She's a tapping queen? She's a tapping queen. That's what we specialized in. And I, I made sure she had all the sequins on her costumes for the dance recitals. And we are just so proud of her. I'm just glad she's tapping through life there in Los Angeles. Now, now uh, it seems to me like you feel like you had a big part of uh you know a big reason why Shelley's had so much success do you take a lot of credit for that I take all the credit <laughs> I don't know you know I taught her sister as well so I just take credit for the Regner girls in general well what happened to uh Shelley's sister with dance well she's you know she still she dances in her living room I think she's just <laughs> she hasn't quite gotten out to the audiences as much as Shelley has but we're still so proud of her but we really we really like to uh, broadcast that Shelley took from our studio we have a giant poster in the front door when you walk into the studio <laughs> Do you really? Shelly, you need to come sign it. We've been trying to get you down here to come sign your poster. But Shelly won't show up. She's she's really busy. She's a busy girl. She's a busy girl. But Shelly, when you come back to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, you need to stop by Jeffy Jean's Studios. Jeffy Jean's, are you taking new applicants? Because I'd love to take some dance classes from you. Absolutely. We're taking all the applicants. We love, we love when the guys come in, they add a special something to the dance classes. And, you know, they'll be, they bring the strength. Yeah, I think it's called testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, anyone is welcome. You come tap your way into the studio and bring Shelly so she can sign that poster. All right. I'll bring Shelly next time I come. Thanks so much for calling in. Thank you so much. We love you, Shelly. Wow. Oh, Jerese. 
Jerice. Jerice. I just saw Jerice actually at my sister's wedding. She's she's the greatest. She is. I'm is telling you. Is there really like a, a giant poster view in the front? I don't think so. There might be. But <laughs> you go back and there's just this I know. shrine, this just pitch shrine. perfect well, shrine. Well, she did when I when I was taking it, really was. It's called Jeffy Jean Studio. Jeffy Jean. First of all, like that's such a funny name just like to put on it's such a, a resume. Dance studio name. Yeah. It is on my resume too. People are like, what is this? I'm like, it's Baton Rouge. Just don't it's, worry about it. Don't worry about I'm it. I'm legit. I'm a tap it's queen. A, it's an actual studio. She speciali- <laughs> specialized in tap dancing. I grew up tapping, doing jazz. Ballet was never my thing. I'm not a technical dancer. Yeah. But when you would walk in the studio, she had all these pictures of, you know, her old uh, instructors and, you know, dance, famous dancers and things like that. So I could very well be on. The- <laughs> it might be a picture of me when I was like four, but I might be on the wall. Right. <laughs> Fingers crossed. You know, hopefully I'll sign it. <laughs> that's so that's so funny so whenever you were a kid who were because you know as me growing up like i had like shows like saturday night live that inspired me to kind of get into comedy and stuff like that who are some of the singers that you grew up where whenever you saw them on stage or perform you're like i want to do that yeah you know it's still for me to this day those female singers that have those crazy strong vocals. Um, it doesn't seem like she's been around that long, but when you think about it, like Kelly Clarkson, okay, you know, I started, she was the first season of American Idol. I probably was about 13 or 14, you know, when that show yeah. started, that show's like 16 years old or something. Yeah. And Which that, that makes me feel old whenever I like look back at like, and I remember right? season one, I'm like, Oh You're my God. Like, what's going on? And so these strong vocal, you know, the classics, obviously like Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. you know, I love the, the strong female vocalists that have just kind of paved the way, you know, and I grew up, my mother loved people like Frank Sinatra and, uh, God, who else? She loved like Donny Osmond and everything. I don't think I really got my my itch from them. But, you know, the, these classic vocalists. I also I grew up watching Broadway musicals, too. So what, I think what are that some of your favorite musicals? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Wicked is great. I think one of my first uh, first musicals I saw was Beauty and the Beast and Phantom mm-hmm. of the Opera, um, Hairspray, Grease. And everyone just always looked like they were having the most fun time on stage. Oh, yeah. Well, I used to go with my mom to uh, this theater, this outdoor theater in Kansas City called Starlight. And Uh it was literally under the stars. It was like this this huge stage and uh, just like this arena-style seating that like went up into the audience. And... uh, we get like snacks and stuff, and I remember like watching Peter Pan yeah. and and just different musicals like that, where I was just like blown away. Right, was it like, was like it was magical because when you're that, you know, you see the lights and the production and these amazing voices and singers, yeah. and you're just like you're just mesmerized yeah. by it. It was amazing. So that's like you know that's how I had always felt when I saw these live productions and these storytelling. You know, it was just it just seemed like so much fun. And even as a shy kid, I knew that I was like, I kind of want to do that. It's a little scary, but, right? But you know, there's some kind of fire within me that wants to do what they're doing. When did you uh, transition from being a shy kid to more of like the outgoing you Shelly know that you funny? are? My first trip to Los Angeles, I was 12 years old. My sister was graduating high school mm-hmm. and we took a little, you know, family trip and she wanted to go to Los Angeles. So we came out here. 
we got tickets to uh, the Family Feud game show. Oh, my goodness. And you know how they have, I'm sure you know, as in comedy, they have the uh, the commercial break uh, hype guys. Yeah, the audience warm-up guys. The yeah. audience warm-up guys. Have you ever done that? Uh, no. That's a whole different, it's, that's a whole different it, yeah, mogul. It's a, yeah, it's a different... Um, I mean, I know stand, some stand-up comedians who do it on a weekly right. basis, but right. yeah, I've never... I've done the very beginning warm up for some live tapings, but right. not like be like the guy that comes out. I in tell you, they're great, stuff. and that's a hard job too because uh, like yeah, you know is. you got people that are like we just want to see the show or they're tired. They've been walking on you know Hollywood Boulevard all day. They come in for like a, a two hour taping, and they're yeah. like, "Here's candy and sugar, please." I think there's <laughs> applaud, applaud. There's an audience warm up guy calling. I think uh, it's uh, his name is Stephen Brody Stevens. Yes, 818 till I die. <laughs> One of the greatest audience warm-ups in the world. You're speaking to him. Hi, Shelly. Hi, Stephen Brody Stevens. How are you? I'm great. What do you want to know about audience warm-up? I know it like the back of my palm. Listen, I, I'm actually kind of curious, uh, since you warm up the audience members so much, what do you do for a warm-up before you get out there and warm everybody else up? I do my material, but in the mirror. That's how you warm up. That's I love how it. I warm Do you up. think you, so? You so you think you're the funniest guy? I am. I pull out my periscope. I start selfie sticking me, and I start walking around my neighborhood and getting into the vibe and the rhythm. And then I give it to them like a a cold handgun in the in the summer moonlight. Stephen Brody Stevens, you're killing me here. If you ever come to the valley, you will be treated like a queen. I love being treated like a queen. I hear you're the tap queen. I am the tap queen. Have you ever heard of Jeffy Jean Studios? I have. Big <laughs> business in Louisiana and New Orleans That's around it. that area. That's it. Oh, my God. Well, I got to go. See you later. You have, a, you have an audience to warm up? Yeah, you got it. Oh, good luck, man. 818 till I die. Well, he really just wanted. Uh, what a fun guy! Brody Stevens, the Prince of Periscope. I can't believe he just called into the show. I know, man. Wow, that's exciting. I bet he was on it right, right then too. Yeah. He's probably warming up. <laughs> I'm glad he took the time. Yes. Yeah, so I really appreciate it. I know him. he's he's a busy guy. He really <laughs> he is. I love Brody. So you were at Family Feud. I was at Family Feud. Yeah. The hype guy was saying, "Does anyone want to win a free T-shirt?" Well, I guess that's my my true motivation. They said, come down here and do a special talent. You'll get a free Family Feud t-shirt. <laughs> so I'm a little 12-year-old. I'm in the back corner of the audience, and I shoot my hand up. And my mother and my sister were shocked because at that point, I still didn't really like talk yeah, to anybody. You weren't out of your get, shell, really? out of my shell. He told me to come down there. He said, what are you going to do? I told him I was going to sing. He said, great. What are you going to sing? I said, obviously Survivor by Destiny's Child. <laughs> And so I start, the audience starts clapping. I said, I'm a survivor. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop. This tiny little white girl in like a palm tree tank top because I'm in L.A. for the first yeah. time. And they put my face on the monitors yes. behind me. I had my whole concert thing going. I must have loved how that felt because I've never looked back since. <laughs> I bet did, was the audience going crazy too because they, they weren't it. expecting it to they come really out of this little white girl. They really weren't expecting it. I sang a chorus 
of it. And the guy goes, well, do you know any more? I said, I sure do. And I went, you went right back into it. I went it. on and sang the whole song till they, till they made me stop. And they were like, we have to get back okay, to the we show. Have to, we have to start Here's your T-shirt. Again. There you go. So, but it was a You're blast. Like, I want the mic. Forget the T-shirt. <laughs> oh, and the best part is that my mom, she was like, oh, my God, that was great. I'm so shocked you did that. You'll never see these people again. It's fine. You don't have to worry about it. We go to the uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Uh, museum on, on, on Hollywood, Hollywood Boulevard. Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. And we're walking around. It's like nine o'clock at night. This guy passes us. He's walking his dogs. He goes, you little kid that sang. He was like one of the audience wrangler guys yeah, that yeah. like worked for production of the Family Feud. And I, look, I said, oh, I'll never see these people again. <laughs> that was your first. Just a crazy story. That was the first so, time you being a celebrity. You're that in was first... it. That was my little taste of it. I said, mm-hmm. I think I could do this now. Do you remember which host it was of Family Feud? Was it, it was, Richard Dawson? It, no, it was Louis Anderson. It was Louis it Anderson. It was still Louis Anderson. Oh, yeah, still Louis and Anderson. he said, I have a great career ahead of me. Did he really? As I'm walking out the door, he said, you have a great career ahead of you. <laughs> That's my <laughs> Louis Anderson impression. <laughs> I think Louis might be calling into the is show right now. Is he calling in right he now? He might be, yeah. Oh, my God. Wait a second. Where is he? Um, Louis? Louis, is that you? Is this Shelly Wagner? Shelly, I remember you when you came to the Family Feud and you sang that Destiny's Child song. And I, I, you do. Look at your career. I was right. I pegged it. This yeah. is amazing. Yeah. I uh, can't believe he's calling in right now. I mean, now. You, you really know how to uh, call careers out, Louie. You know, I've been in this business a really long time. I, I can spot them from far away. Uh, you really can't. Sorry, uh, I'm trying to keep my composure. I, I've never been. Uh, I understand. I'm Louis Anderson. I've never been. It's, it's a big deal to talk to I've me. Never, I get it. I've never been around a celebrity of, of your uh, stature before. Well, look, I'm a regular person, just like everybody else, except I'm Louis Anderson. So. Well, I like you on Baskets with Zach Galifianakis a lot. You Thank play a you. wonderful woman. Thank you so much. It just it comes from within. You have a woman buried deep inside. I've. <laughs> all right, Louie. Well, I used to watch Life with Louie all the time. Oh, I appreciate you. I got to go into makeup now so I can film the rest of the show for baskets. All right. Thank- all right. Thanks for calling in, Louie. Shelly, great to see you doing so well. Thanks, Louie. I appreciate it. What? I mean, I'm, I'm constantly impressed how... He sounds great. He sounds like he's doing really well. He sounds well. really good. And I'm constantly impressed, like, what kind of fan base this show draws. The people that call in always exceed Who my knew? expectations. Did you know that Louis Anderson listens to your podcast? <laughs> no idea. So it's That's dr- amazing. It's really exciting. Maybe he tuned in today because he, he knew I was I coming on. A, you know what? I think it makes you sense. Know? He's a Pitch Perfect fan. Uh, and yeah, he's that makes following sense. You. That does yeah. make sense. Yeah. He, uh, I had a, 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 a really nice interaction with him at the, at the comedy store because he's, like, one of the OG paid regulars at yeah. the comedy store and uh i was doing this bit um on stage where this is old bit that i i did where i talk about karma uh and 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 coming back uh like i talk about reincarnation like okay. what if it's real yeah and uh what if you came back as something like what if you were a bowling ball so i do this act out where i literally am somersaulting you are back and forth a, like that I does am, not surprise me i'm personifying a bowling ball <laughs> yeah so I get off stage and uh, it was like it, the the audience liked it a lot. And Lou Anderson was standing in the corner and he goes, hey, <laughs> hey, what's your name? 
I go, hey, uh, I'm Jeremiah Watkins. And he goes, hey, I, I liked your set. <laughs> he goes, keep it up. No, Nobody's doing anything like that anymore. <laughs> you need to, Nobody does physical comedy like that. Keep keep doing it. Keep being different. <laughs> I love it. I was it. like, oh, thanks, man. It meant like you so know, he much to me. Been, he must have been on uh, some kind of crack right now. He kind of sounded like Iago from <laughs> Aladdin on the phone. <laughs> I oh, Aladdin is, is oh, Aladdin, Lion King. There's a handful of Disney movies. Peter Pan. Peter there's a hand, Pan. There's a handful of Disney movies that like. I feel like I just associate with my youth yeah, growing oh yeah. up. Like I've watched so many, oh yeah, so many times. You know what my favorite is, and it's kind of more underrated. I feel like, but Pete's Dragon was. Do you remember Pete's Dragon? Okay, I love the old Pete's Dragon. Yeah, I did not like the new one at all. I, I think I had some kind of internal conflict going on because I cried so hard in the new one oh yeah don't really know why i mean the old the original is always going to be right. the the top one sure. you know and it's great it's obviously both different both movies are incredibly different the first one's a musical which is probably why we loved it growing up and yeah. there's cartoons and the second one the dragon is more like a big giant dog that you have you know you <laughs> feel like i did when you know when they were all the turmoil and everything was going is he alive spoiler alert is he alive is he not i'm <laughs> there's somebody at I'm home right now that's like wait i bed. haven't seen pete's dragon I know, I'm don't so spoil sorry. it for I'm me so sorry i thought it i thought it was great but again i think i had to get something out of my system because i cried so hard there's some movies that uh i feel like just pull it out of people yeah yeah peach dragon i guess is mine uh i don't i don't actually cry during movies but the closest that i've got is uh did you ever see the movie simon birch Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. It's one of Look, the saddest. If you the, don't cry in that movie, then I don't think there's I something mean, pumping too terribly I mean, hard. I in literally, there. it's the closest I've come to crying during a movie. Like yeah. my eyes were like twitching, and I was like, Ugh, "Yeah, Jeremiah, don't do this." What did you watch it alone? Do you remember, or were you with a group? No, I watched it with like family or like like a friend or something. But like, it's just so so sad. Like. He's best friends with this kid that takes him under his wings, and yeah. then he accidentally kills his T mom. Oh, it's terrible. We watched it. I remember watching <laughs> this because plot. we were really young when that came it, out. Oh, absolutely. Really, really young. That I think a lot of things probably flew over our head. Yeah. But we obviously still knew it was I sad. I remember seeing, thinking like uh, I had never seen a, a little person that was a kid before. That was my first introduction. Right. I was like, I didn't even know that that, that, that existed. existed because I'd only seen little people out in public who were adults or something. Right. So I was like, you know, you're a kid. You don't like think of like, oh, I, they right. started off as a kid. <laughs> well, because oh, also we were probably as tall as kids that right. were little people. So right. we so probably didn't even make the difference. think. Yeah. I, we watched that at um, a friend of mine's birthday party sleepover. Yeah. What a movie to watch! Oh, for a at sleepover, a birthday party sleepover. sleepover. It's like, oh my Whose God. idea was that? <laughs> I and I don't know why. I think I kind of fell asleep or had seen. It, I don't know. I wasn't into it because I was like, let's go do each other's nails or like yeah. eat the rest of the pizza or popcorn. There's and some the good other dip room. right back there. Come on now, a... this is depressing, and this is a birthday party. Yeah. Holy moly. Was it just a bunch of little girls just sobbing? It's a bunch of, yeah, it's a bunch of like 11. Oh, I think there were like one or two people that were like really right. into it. Y'all, be quiet. I'm like, 
let's go per- turn on the Spice Girls and dance around and have fun and throw glitter. Your mom will love that cleanup later. <laughs> All the girls are leaving like, thanks a lot. This wasn't a good party. Oh, this is so sad. <laughs> My sister was so into Spice Girls whenever they came out. I think oh. every girl around that age in that era, those early nine, early mid nineties, yeah, were just so enthralled. They it like was took amazing. The world. It by... was amazing because you could identify. They they their marketing was perfect because well, you could identify. Everyone could identify somehow with one of the spices. Which one were you? Which one were you? I was Ginger Spice. Were you? Yeah. I. Some people actually had really dark uh, hair growing up. Yeah. And I've kind of changed it to to the red uh, in the past few years. But people wanted me. No one wanted to be Posh Spice. I'm sorry, Victoria, but no one wanted well, to be Posh Spice. She was kind of a bitch. And, <laughs> you know, but I think, but she wore little black Gucci dresses and it was fine, but she just wasn't as fun and vibrant as the well, other she ones. Also so I feel like she like didn't talk as properly as right. As they they were like, you know what? You just look pretty and stand right here, and we'll do the rest. Yeah. For you. Meanwhile, you know what? I think I think Posh Spice is calling in right now. Hello, <gasps> Posh. Is this? Hi. Is this Jeremiah Wonders? This you're on the show right now. It's me, Posh Spice. Hey, Posh Spice. Oh my God, I didn't mean to. Uh, I did not. Has, has Shelley Regner been talking bad about me? I, you know, I just listen. When you're a ten year old girl, you kind of came off real strong in the in That's the poster. I'm a strong woman. That's true. I do. I I I know you are. I mean, you are like a fashion mogul right I'll now. I'll fight you in the streets of Britain. You know, I bet you could win. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wow, wow. Sorry, I'm, I had a dip in. <laughs> Posh, you are hardcore. I didn't, I, I knew you were hard, but I just, I guess I'm learning a lot about you. I was listening to the show. You said you identify as Ginger. I, I Just do. because of the hair, is that it? Uh, the hair, she's, you know, she was always bouncy and bubbly. I feel like I've got that kind of similarity in the personality. I can be bouncy. I can be bubbly. Posh, you know, I've. I just don't believe you. Come on, let's have a girls' night together. Well, you just wanted to fight me, so I don't know if that's bouncy and bubbly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, it's bouncy and bubbly. Your face will be bouncing off the pavement once I'm done with you. Can can I ask you a question, though? No, of course, ask me a question. A bloody question. During this fight, would you wear your little black dress? I would, but the zippers might catch and it might be hard to actually hit you. How are you doing now? I'm not doing too well. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'm kind of in a little bit of a rut, and that's why I'm so quick to fight you. Oh, I understand. Yeah, I've got a lot of problems in my head. You know what? There's a lot of there's a lot of self help books. You know, you should probably watch Jeremiah's podcast, get some laughter. Uh, um, okay, maybe it'll put me in a better mood. Maybe I'll yeah. become bubbly spice. Yeah, but you know what else it is? About. You're you, I, I love you so much, but you're real skinny. You might just need to eat a sandwich. You know, maybe I need to eat a pizza or something. Jeremiah talks about that all the time on the podcast. Hey, and I tell you what, it's real good pizza. So you definitely get yourself a slice. All right, I gotta go. All right. Wow. She was very curt. Uh, She just threatened to fight you and leave. I know. It was kind of like intimidating. I've never been threatened to be in a physical fight before. Yeah, by somebody you didn't know over a phone? I don't know, though. I, like, kind of would like to see what that looked like. You kind of want to... I'm kind of intrigued. Do you think you could take her? I, like... (laughs) Give me, you know, she'd be, she'd be in stilettos. I bet I could just like not buckle her knees down and just See? grab her by the hair, wing her. <laughs> See, you already think of technique, of, you know, of how to fight I think, her. Like I think, you know, she's she's a tiny woman. I'm I'm I think I got a little more on her that I could 
I could hold my own for a minute, but then again, she might be real stealthy and never know. Who knows? Who knows? What was it? Maybe do you remember the uh, celebrity death matches on? I MTV? loved those. Maybe I we'll just we'll I'd make up. I'll be a clay character. She can be a clay character. Oh. And we'll see how that fight goes down. So fun. <laughs> that was the best. I loved watching that stuff. That was, there's like some shows in that era that were just like, oh my goodness. I know. I mean, probably kids now would not be allowed to watch some of that stuff. I don't know. I mean, some what of it, was that? Was that MTV? Yeah. Because now of that stuff they've got is, all I, the, teen, the pregnant teens and, you know. I guess so. It's different. It's different, it's a different now. Yeah. It is a different time a we different are in. Time. That is for sure. <laughs> yeah, very much so. I want to get into this next segment, Pizza Party. So, we just had some delicious pizza from Joe's. Bomb ass. Cheese, New York style pizza. Oh my God. Those Joe's. Those giant slices. I had two. I'm not even mad about Girl, it. Girl, I had like three on I'm the not DL. Not even mad. Not even. I ain't mad at it. I ain't even worried, and I ain't working out later either. So, <laughs> hey, listen Hi. up. I'm <laughs> off right now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is a memory that you have uh, with pizza that you maybe want to share? That's like anything good or just like a fun memory? Because I have so many, I, so many things that I just like. Whenever I, I bite up- in a pizza, I, it instantly transports me to childhood. Yeah. You know? No, truly, I. When, and I was telling you before we started, before we were on air, uh-huh. I took a first bite of Joe's pizza and immediately got transported back to like Chuck E. Cheese, you know, birthday parties and watching those scary ass mouse, you know, life-size mouses doing their band thing. But <laughs> you go for the games and everything. But when it was pizza time, it was pizza time. Oh, my God. Everything I also- else got shut out in the world. Truly. Literally, whenever the parents are like, pizza's here yeah you're like i know nothing else in the world you know and what else i don't know if you when you were a kid but it was always like friday night friday mm-hmm. night was pizza night sure you watch it was tgif you'd order pizza into your home you'd you know get all the slices of course i was a classic girl so i just loved the cheese and the bread yeah and you'd watch your favorite tv shows with boy your meets family world. boy meets world step by step oh my goodness come on what else was it tgif sabrina the teenage witch chowing on a box of pizza step by step was my first introduction step by step and pepper Ann were the first introductions pepper that i pepper oh yeah <laughs> those were my first introductions to uh families that had divorced parents <laughs> <laughs> that makes I, sense w- because yeah. I like literally none of the, like i grew up like in a conservative household mm-hmm. and like in the church where Divorce was so frowned upon. Oh yeah, you don't talk about it. You don't do it. If right. your parents are miserable, then you just sweep it yep, under, sweep the under the rug. Yeah, it was like all the other sins. Are yeah, yeah exactly. Don't worry about that. Like, yeah. We're perfect. We're yeah, perfect everything family. It's fine. Everything's take great. The picture. Yeah, right. Okay, real quick. I'm crying and dying on the inside. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was like whenever I got introduced, it was such a foreign concept. Yeah. Divorce because I only had like one friend maybe. Yeah that had divorced parents, one or two friends that had divorced parents growing up. And it was like, oh, that's like real bad. Yeah. And now my parents are divorced. And, and, and it's one of those things where I'm like, it's so funny to look back on how you thought of certain things as a little kid, like right. how whenever you're not around it, you're so scared of it and you right. just like don't know. Like whenever I came out to LA, that's like whenever I met all walks of earth as far as yeah. people. Because yeah. in Kansas City and in Kansas, 
it's such like, you know, like a small Same bubble of with the Louisiana. Yeah. I mean, you got this group of people. Most people are Catholic. Yeah. I didn't meet my first Jewish person then until moving to Los Angeles. Right. It's like, this is the hub over here. <laughs> I was like, now, <laughs> Yo, you know, we in it now, here, you know now I'm asking people if they want to come home with me for Christmas or Thanksgiving. And they're like, they're real conservative. Down yeah, there. yeah. Will I be accepted? I'm like, geez, I forget about that. that that's a know. thing. Yeah, it's crazy. You it's kind of wanna... it's kind of cool though to think of how your mind can be kind of opened up after you've been raised a certain way or something. Truly, it really feel, is. Th- that's whenever you, I feel like you uh, you meet people where you're like, oh, I've like literally grown as a person, mm-hmm. and Absolutely. that's like kind of a, a cool, good feeling. It really oh, is. I was at this one point in my life, and now like I'm I'm able to think in a way more open and positive way. Well, and I got to be honest, you know, just in the last, I've only been in LA seven, six years now. Just in the last like three alone, having that opportunity and that introspection within yourself of going like, oh, no, this is what I believe right. as a person. And these are the morals or the ideas or uh, the opinions that I have that aren't influenced by parents or teachers or, you know, the community around you. Um, you know, I mean, there's always going to be some form of influence and whatnot. Sure. But, being able to say like, no, I have an opinion. I have, and it's mine. That kind of it's it's a a proud feeling to know it that like really I've good. grown into myself and knowing and ha- there's coming a pa- from there's a power to it. There's absolutely power in coming from diverse backgrounds is just like we have been where you know we started in one place obviously and now we're living in a totally different eclectic realm of society it's it's nice that we get to have that because like you said it is our own and it is powerful i remember so this is the last this is literally the last time where i felt like i was influenced by family where i wasn't making my own decisions yeah. like before it was right before I moved out here it was and I remember it very clearly because it is it has to do with uh, America's history <laughs> uh, which is a little it, warped when you get back home it's right so it's so weird so I was uh it was when McCain was running against Obama yep yep and I was back home during that time yes too. so my I was in the booth and the guilt of my family, like I was like thinking I was going to vote for Obama the whole time. Yeah. And the guilt of my family, I voted for McCain mm-hmm. like right before. And I felt like as soon as I did it and I left, I was like, why didn't I stick to my guns? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was the la- that was literally the last time where I'm like, I need to stop being influenced by family or what other people yeah. think and start making my own decisions absolutely so that was like one of those like moments in my life that's crazy like it was just one of those weird moments yeah yeah no i remember being i think i was like in my senior year of college during that election process yeah and you know i grew i was in theater so i had a lot of like liberal you know type and everything yeah 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 so but on the same, you know, end spectrum, I had all the conservative views and everything. And I remember, I mean, I remember hearing and just in the mall or wherever it was, it's like, if Obama wins, I'm moving to Canada. I'm moving to, you know what I mean? I know, I just know. like everyone says in every election, if <laughs> yeah. who I don't want to win then wins, I'm then I'm out of the out country. country. Yeah. And, but, <laughs> you, you know, then you move and you just kind of laugh about it. You just got to laugh. It's like, the, everything is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, oh, I think, getting a phone call, oh no. Oh 
Oh my god. Uh, he's gonna be upset. Uh, oh, President no. President Obama is calling in to <laughs> to the show right now. Oh my god. Uh, hello. Hi, hi, former President Obama. Uh, this is Obama here, and uh, I was just calling to uh, ask why it wasn't voted for. Look, we um, I'm sure you can imagine you are a man I of mean, travel. I was, I was a better candidate. It yes. Better public speaker. Had better worldviews. Why did you vote for McCain? Well, you know, I think we were very influenced by our public surroundings, and we were very young, and we have since learned our lessons. You know, that's how Trump got elected. Uh, it is. It is. <laughs> and people guilting each other and uh, voting for him. It is. And if you were still in, we wish you were still in the office, Obama. We do wish you were still. We wish you were still in we the have office. Learned, can we? Can we, we say that the enough? Error of our ways. Well, that is nice to hear. Thank you so much for your time and your efforts. And Yeah, you need to thank me a little bit more. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. What I would really love to say is, um, can you please tell Michelle hi for me and that her arms are fantastic? Sasha, Malia, stop, stop twerking over there. <laughs> what was that? Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll, tell, uh, I'll tell the wifey you said hello. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you again for your time. Thank you, President Obama. In office. We do wish you were still here. Well, it's nice to hear. And I hope you have a good day. Thank you, you too. I can't believe the president oh just called it. Can you God. believe that? Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe it. Wow. Oh. <sighs> Oh, I mean, man. first Louis Henderson, and then you don't think it Did can outdo itself. Did you realize you had the reach that you have on you know, your podcast? This, this, I'm, I get people who write into the <gasps> show that are, are from Scotland, Australia, Iceland, Germany, but I had no idea that Obama. the former president of the United States, Obama, Obama just called just in. Just called. <laughs> what? That was cool. That was really cool. That was a, that was a good time. We actually in Pitch Perfect two had to. It would have been so cool if he was there, but they had to do like a stand in because the first like performance number and the opening of the second movie we were performing at Lincoln Center, quote unquote, yeah, for the president for like his birthday or something. Things go awry and the movie continues, but uh, you know they had to have stand ins that shoot from behind that had to look like Obama and Michelle, yeah. and I was like, how cool would it be if they were actually here? <laughs> We didn't need stand And we didn't need that. Let's all go to DC, Come please. On. He's not that busy, right? Let's <laughs> party. He can make room for the pitch perfect exactly. movie. Exactly. <laughs> so we were, we were talking about uh, our favorite Disney movies a second ago. Uh, you're doing something that's pretty cool that you recently you appeared on American Idol. I did. Oh, my God. And you got to do this group. So let's talk about what that is exactly. Yeah, it's, it's such a cool thing. It's really, really cool. We're really excited to be, like, branching out and getting this brand out there. It's called D Capella. stands for Disney yeah. Acapella. Okay. And uh, we just form, formed this group. Um, Deke Sharon is the musical director who did all the musical direction and arrangements for all the Pitch Perfect movies. Oh, so that's awesome. So you already have a relationship. it's just like a family, yeah. yeah, that I'm getting you know he's I call him he's dubbed the father of contemporary acapella wow and I dub him the godfather of my career because he's been he's been so wonderful in and presenting these different opportunities yeah. for me so it's Deke and uh Disney Music Group and Walt Disney Records who have combined their efforts to make this um seven person group acapella group we sing all of like the Disney classics from you know the original like from Aladdin Beauty of the Beast all our oh. favorites 
up to the modern classics now of like Moana and Frozen and it's all, you know, it's all vocal, you know, human vocals and all revitalized and remixed and everything. Yeah. We're working on an album to come out and they want to <sighs> make us, uh, they want to make a production of a tour that'll go out in 2019. That is so exciting. So it's really, really cool. And, you know, just as someone who's obviously grown up on stage and loves to sing and, you know, the combination of creating a new family uh, to work with and be part of um, is really exciting. So we have a lot of new opportunities coming up. Like I said, we just did American Idol as our first like debut to the public um what a great debut i mean i tell you what disney and is, how is cool no is joke. it full circle that you have been influenced by singers like kelly clarkson and then you get to be on that stage oh, it's amazing you know and what's funny is we were all kind of talking amongst ourselves in the group and as a singer you know what that show's been on 16 years everybody's auditioned for that show if you're a At singer some point. i auditioned for that show yeah. like in college in Dallas, Texas. I mean, you know, half the group had auditioned. None of us made it, obviously. What was the song that you did whenever you auditioned? Do you oh, remember? I auditioned with, uh, it was a song. It wasn't like a popular single, but it was uh, on Christina Aguilera's Back to Basics album. Okay. And it was called Mercy on Me. And it was just this, you know, it was very Christina song. She's belting and riffing and high wailing. And I was like, I'm going to go in there and show them my Christina side. And they're going to let me through. And I'm going to be in the top 10. And I'm going to win American Idol. And they were like, thank you so much for your time. That's uh, that's a no today. <laughs> now, did you try to do your version? Or were you trying to do like kind of almost an impression of Christina? I uh, Probably like a like, mix oh. of both. Uh, no, I wasn't that. I wasn't that grunty, but I was definitely trying to riff my best life, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, trying to wail, show them what I got. Mind you, I'm like 20 years old, so I don't know how good it actually sounded. Sure. <laughs> probably sounded better in my head than it did coming out of my mouth. Oh, I look back at some, I found, oh my goodness, I found an old audition tape that I sent into the Jay Leno show whenever <gasps> that no. weird period of time. Yep. It is horrifying. It's like a stand-up or what? I did impressions and I did singing and <laughs> and it is just it is so cringe like it's so cringeworthy. Right. Because I'm watching like I do I'm doing this thing where you can tell that I have a confidence there. Yeah. But then between whenever I go in and out between like the setups, yeah. the setups are the most shy. You're like, like Yeah, no, no, I'm like <laughs> I'm like, so um, uh, <laughs> this next one, the next one? is um, this is uh, Justin Timberlake and uh, uh, here we go. And then I'll go into and it then and you're I'll like, walk in. Yeah. I'm him. But yeah. then like as soon as and then I'm like, thanks. So it's Justin Timberlake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's so it is. And like in that moment and in that time, you're like, oh, that was awesome. I'm going to you have this confident like this you, tunnel vision of like, well, I'm going to make it. I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. That's the only way to get to the next level. Look, if you you're look not, back on it, and you're like, what was if you're I not doing? a little bit crazy pursuing the entertainment industry, like what the field that we're in, like yeah. you, you can't even get past that first level oh, because no, a I logical person would be like, oh, this is impossible. This is, this is like, yeah, how the, do you like do this? the odds are so against you yes. that yeah. that doesn't make sense. No, I always tell people, especially, you know, a lot of analytical people or people that are just interested in, like, oh, how do you, what made you want to? I'm like, I don't know. And I still don't know, but I know that I've got to be crazy to still want to do it because I don't have the passion and effort to want to do 
anything else. You know, it's like, thank God for people that are in finance because I don't have the ability to do that. Thank God for people that love biology and that want to be doctors. I can't do that either. I want to make people smile and laugh and I want to sing. And Lord knows how I'm going to do that, but that's all I know how to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to figure out a way to I'm make that figure happen. Figure it out. Yeah. And I got to be crazy to do it. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a brand new segment I've never done on the show. Okay. Uh, because uh, you're a wonderful singer and well, performer. And I'd like to do a new segment called Singing with Shelly. I love it. I all need right. that. So, um, Let's I would uh let's let's sing uh, maybe some Disney stuff first and then we'll go from there. Okay. Um <laughs> do you uh uh do you know Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Is that one of the songs? Yeah. That's not one of the songs we sing, but I do know the song. <laughs> the look, if, if you're listening to this, the look that she just gave me was uh, so priceless is like like girl like yeah, yeah no hello her, her, sir her. elton yeah sir elton john uh <clears throat> let's start from <clears throat> i can see what's happening oh i don't know the verses <laughs> you Wh- can- what what huh <laughs> they haven't got a clue who <laughs> <laughs> They'll fall in love, and here's a bottom line: a trio's down to two. Oh, oh, I do. And then we'll go into the chorus. Then we'll go. The- Can you feel the love tonight? Tonight, tonight. we are. It's enough to make. I think I think we should have been on the soundtrack. Probably. <laughs> I think we nailed it. I'm pretty sure. I think we just nailed Can You Feel the Love Tonight. <laughs> All right. What, so what's one that you guys have been doing? Well, and I'll try to jump in with you on uh, one of the, the yeah, Disney ones. One that we've uh, that we've been doing a lot is uh, Friend Like Me, who by Sir Robin Williams, the rest in peace man. You are never had um, a friend like me. Yeah. Uh, what is it? <laughs> when you go. Bah, 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 wah, <laughs> Right? Yeah. The uh, Alibaba had them 40 thieves. Shahrazad had a thousand tails. Well, something like cause up your sleeve. You got a brand of magic, never fails. You got some power in your corner now. Some heavy ammunition for your can. You got some punch, possess something in hell. All you gotta do is rub that leg. Mr. Aladdin, sir, what will your pleasure be? Let me take your heart up, put it down. You ain't never had a friend like me. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, if I could have, oh, I might have to add a, some applause. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to I add some. I just realized, too, that I was singing my harmony that we sing in the group. So that actually was, they're probably like, that's not how the song that's, goes. <laughs> that's uh, how my part you're goes. You're like, I'm harmonizing. I'm harmonizing to You'll no never have a friend right like now. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's Such so a fun, fun song. Have you seen the live show? No. It's really fun. I went to see it. I saw it in New York a couple yeah. years ago. And then I saw it. It came uh, to the Pantages in Los Angeles a few months back. Yeah. And it's just, it's really, really fun. I mean, that Disney money, they they got the spectacle and the lights and the oh, glitz yeah. and the glam and the genie 
just steals the entire well, show. Well, the, the fact that Disney now like is like kind of owns Marvel and everything. They, I didn't even realize that. They have the market on like if you go to Disneyland now, it's crazy all oh, the yeah. characters because they own all the rights. Right. To, like right. they own uh, Avengers, they own like every Star Wars, Star Wars, the, uh, and then no, all, oh. and then obviously all the all Disney the, the classics. classics. Yeah, but I d- I just found out about a month ago that because I went to uh, we were on the in the Walt Disney lot, yeah. um, for a performance, you know, for Disney internal and showing them what we're about for Decapella, and we went to the gift shop, and they had all the Captain America and the Avenger stuff, and I was kind of confused because it's like yeah, this you're like, doesn't. Wait, this I was like, isn't... I don't remember. And my friend said, "Well, they own Marvel." And you're like, "Oh, that's okay, right." Okay, this makes all the sense, but yeah. I just had no idea. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, it literally it's everywhere. All it's that crazy. stuff to where you know Pixar. They they work with Pixar. They everything is Disney. The merch is unbelievable that they have there. Absolutely. So like, wow. Yeah, it really is. It's crazy. What were? Uh, did you have a favorite boy band growing up? Oh, yeah. Wait, which team did you fall under? Oh, man. I tell you what, and I'm so proud of them. They just got their star on the oh, Walk of Fame. I'm an NSYNC girl. It's gonna be me. It's gonna be me. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm an NSYNC girl all the way, and I was actually a JC fan. Okay. JC Chazé. Yeah. Like, that was my boy. He's good. And, you know, obviously, I love Justin Timberlake, but... During, you know, little fifth grade me, I was like, JC is so hot. JC's where it's at. <laughs> I got to meet uh, and sing with Joey Fatone on a uh, on a cruise ship uh, for the Impractical Jokers. How fun. Oh, he my God. He couldn't have been nicer. Yeah. He is. Oh, my That's goodness. That's what I've heard. That was like, like we were we were just like warming up and like practicing and yeah. like doing harmonies for this one section. And I was just like. How is this real life? Yeah. What's happening like right now? They were actually in sync with my first ever live concert yeah. I went to. Uh, the the girl band Bewitched opened for <laughs> them. Do you remember that. Bewitched? Opened yeah. for them. They were the first opener. And then the second that's opener so was Britney Spears. What? Yeah. Opened for NSYNC. And I'm sure that's where the Britney, Justin yeah, love sparked. And then it was the fiasco. NSYNC concert. And it was, oh my God. I just my dad was there because he took us and he went to the bathroom and plugged his ears with toilet paper because of all the little screaming girls. Me being one of them. Oh, just being of course. Like, <laughs> oh, I bet your ears as an adult would have been like just shot. Oh, after I'm a sure. Like and that. of course, we were, you know, up by the large boombox speakers that just oh. hang from the ceiling. <laughs> so it was just worse. But <laughs> best experience of my life. I was like, I'll never not go to live concerts and see my favorite boy band. Yeah. I love it. What was what was uh, some Maybe we'll sing one of uh, our favorite NSYNC songs together. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's um, so many. There's a lot. There's so many. I love, I mean, the original song was, uh, yeah. When I want you back. There's that. There's Bye Bye Bye. Dirty Pop. Dirty um, Pop. I love that I karaoke that song not too long ago. Did you really? Yeah. I went to, for the first time, I went to one of those like private karaoke rooms super fun those are fun and i was like you know what we're going hard do you know the the words of that oh yeah dirty pop sick and tired of hearing all these people talk about 
What's the deal with this pipeline, man? When is it gonna fade out? I think you got to realize what we're doing is not a trick. We got the gift of melody. We're gonna bring it to the end. Doesn't matter. What the car we drive, what I wear around my neck. Doesn't matter. That you recognize that it's just about respect. All that matters. You get high never do it every time. Do you ever wonder why? Music gets you high, take you on a ride, feel it when your body's out, body's out of the ride, and the music's all you got, baby, come on, this must be, Yes. Yes. We crushed that. Congratulations and sync. Congratulations and sync and congratulations viewers and listeners for, for that being gifted beautiful that melody. You are welcome. Oh yes. <laughs> well, this has been singing with Shelly. <laughs> that was uh, great. That was fun. Yeah. So, uh I want to, well, wait, before we get into this last segment, I want to talk to you uh, about that Fifty Shades of Grey Oh, yeah. Uh, thing, oh, yeah. Because it's just go such back. a funny. It is. You know, what's funny. Is, I mean, I can't believe it. Speaking of trilogies, you know, <laughs> like, isn't that the one you think of, the Fifty yeah. Shades, one, two, and three? I've actually never seen any of them. Uh, I tried I've to. I've seen the first two. Have you? Because oh. here's the thing with the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. Uh, I've watched them with my wife uh, at home. At you, home, yeah. You, you can't. It doesn't make sense to me if a girl like I I get why women would want to go see that with girlfriends and get all horned up and whatever. Right, right. But like if you're if you take a date to that, you get That's I feel like it's just like a porno. Yeah. I feel like it's just like a porno. Like if you're making it all the way to the end without like taking a break to right, stop it, then right. then you're not enjoying I, yeah, it. Yeah, I'm the sure way. you'd be like, whoo, okay. Ooh, it's a little, Holy um, moly. Yeah. Okay. And then you're with like fifty other people. Yeah. And the more you're just like Oh God! What is happening in this chair right now? <laughs> oh, and I have a, a stranger right next to me. Yeah, this is there's, uh, there's a lot going on in this chair. But you chair know, right some now. people might be into that. I'd be like, hey, baby, <laughs> hey, stranger. Uh, what you... <laughs> why does it feel like Rainforest yeah. Cafe in here? Right <laughs> oh my now? God! Oh my God! It's the truth. <laughs> but when I was on this tour, the first movie had come out. There was uh, they had promoted that they had a sequel coming yeah and uh this production company had had this original like the first 50 shades of gray tour out mind you there were like five other 50 shades of gray parody productions going on like i think second city had one there was one off broadway oh, yeah. i mean they were all having at the same time so we had to everyone had to be specific about like which 50 shades shades production are you working on yeah. and we were actually um like a sequel parody we our show was called spank harder and it and the logo was on a paddle spank you know but it was fun it was um you know all uh new lyrics to melodies that you already knew. So we right. sang, you know, uh, funny parody lyrics to the melody of It's Raining Men or the melody of uh, Someone Like You. Uh, one of my songs, it was the lead character, uh, the Christian Grey character was called Hugh Hansen. So I had to sing, Never mind, I'll find someone like Hugh. <laughs> and, you know, sang about balls and I sang about... <laughs> anal beads and like <laughs> you know it was just ridiculous and it was just a fun like girls night out sure um, drink margaritas with your girlfriends yeah. and watch some really hot dudes take their shirt off and i got to sing funny songs uh so it was it was a good time it really was <laughs> that's so funny oh my goodness 
Well, uh, let's get into this uh, final segment. All right. Called Sax Talk. Oh, sax Talk. You gotta, you gotta get the sax wet, and get the <laughs> I definitely gotta get the sax wet. <laughs> so Shelly is going to <clears throat> share a story with mm, us of mm. a sexual encounter mm-hmm. from her past, and I'm gonna lay down some sweet, sweet saxophone Ooh. underneath. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. <clears throat> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's take it back a few years back. Mm. Salty and smooth. She's at the bar in college. She meets the guy and makes her eyes gaze linger across a a few vodkas in. They meet and make out a little bit. Then he asks if she wants a piggyback ride. (laughs) This is not a joke. (laughs) Mm -mm -mm. She says yes, obviously. And they piggyback to the parking lot where they swap spit a little more. Things progress, and obviously, he invites her back to his home. It was a long-ass walk. I sobered up real, real quick. We get to the house. (laughs) He goes to the bathroom. I realize I'm in a stranger's house, and I have no idea where I am. So I ran away. (laughs) I call that one the piggyback runaway. <laughs> that was the de- the deal breaker for you. That was, was, I tell uh, you, I was like, you making me walk four miles to your damn house so we can go be alone. Was it super uh, far away? He told or did me. It just feel. Was he one of those people that said it's just right up the street? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Okay, I'm right around the corner. Okay, it's been half an hour and we're still walking to your place. I so. Uh, I've learned from being on the road where I'll meet people at the show sometimes. They're like, hey, dude, uh, there's a bar just right down the street. We should all just go to it. And I'll be with, like, another comedian friend or whatever, and we'll say yes. We're like, yeah, you know what? It's early still. We'll go. Yeah, yeah. And nine times out of ten, it is not up the street at all. It is so far away. Yeah, it's like the other other town in the next county. Yeah. Uh-uh. So my friend started to tell me, he's like, get the name of the bar ahead of time, plug it into your GPS before you start before just Before you walking. go anywhere, yeah. Because yeah. then you're like, well, I've already committed this far. Right. I just got to get there and yeah. then figure it out from there. I did, though. I, I got there, and like by that time, he this is where he failed because you left it too much time for me to sober up and realize... I yeah. don't really want to do this. Oh my God, I want pizza. I'm starving. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
And then, yeah, you're sobering up every step you're taking. Every step of the way. I was like, okay, this seems less and less like a good idea. And I just want to go home and pass out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Shelly, I've absolutely loved having you on the show. This has been a blast. Uh, Is there anything that you'd like to plug before we wrap up? Uh, yeah, look, you can, for D Capella, you can go online right now. We have our first single out, uh, from Big Hero 6. It's called Immortals. It's really awesome. And you can also, uh, see us in the upcoming Beauty and the Beast live concert at the Hollywood Bowl. If you're in the Los Angeles area, uh, it's going to be May 25th and 26th. Tickets are on sale now. So we would love to have you. And I can't wait to show you guys more with this group. What's coming up? So, uh, last question before we leave, what is, what's a moment that you've had performing, uh, on stage as it it could have been as an actor or a singer, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the many things that you do, (laughs) what was a moment where you felt like for like your own measure, like I'm making it, I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. Like I'm living the dream. I can tell you exactly the moment I had that, uh, cut to about three years ago and Deke Sharon, who I mentioned, uh, I worked with on Pitch Perfect and now with Deke Capella, he has a live um, concert every year in New York. Uh, He's been doing it about three years and he asked if I would come solo for his first concert for the, uh, it was the Distinguished Concerts International of New York that puts on the concerts. It's at Carnegie Hall and it was my first time as a soloist, you know, I'd never been to Carnegie Hall at all, let alone go to perform there. And you walk in that space and you can feel the history mm-hmm. and the magic and the passion and the sweat and everything from the people that just like we were talking about earlier, that we have watched our entire lives and that are our influencers and influences and icons that we look up to. And they lead me up to the dressing room. There's a piano where you're like, what fingers have touched this? There's pictures of Frank Sinatra. There's pictures of Ella Fitzgerald. There's pictures of the most influential iconic singers of our time and before. And just being able to, I'm getting chills talking about it right now because being able to stand in the middle of a sold out crowd at Carnegie Hall, look up and just hear the acoustics and the music. That was a moment where I was like, you're doing it. You're absolutely doing it. So yeah, it's amazing. I love that. Well, thanks for sharing that awesome story. Thank you very much. Thanks Thanks for for having me. This is a blast. I'm so excited to see where your career is going to keep taking you because I love, uh, you know, from a, a small random Thanksgiving that we, met each other at years ago to see you know where we've come is, exactly. is, is so cool keeping so the journey I'm going really for sure for thank you oh.